Good afternoon. This is Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media and leader of the Embedded Computing Design Franchise. I'm here for this week's Embedded Executive Interview, and this week my guest is Dave Dwelly, who is the Vice President and CTO of Maxim. Good afternoon, Dave. How are you? I'm doing great, Rich. Thanks. It's good to talk to you. Well, thank you. Same here. Um, so when I think of Maxim, I think a lot of things, but I think the thing that uh, is at the forefront for me is analog. Um, is that fair, first of all? Am I, I think so. Am yeah. I character analog, is that right? Analog is sort of the fundamental thing. Analog design is the fundamental thing we built Maxim on back in the day, and uh, okay. it is still a key component of our success. Analog is hard, and that's something we try to do well. Very good. Okay, so now uh, also when I think of analog, I think about, I won't say a dying technology because it's so vital to uh, everything that we do. Every embedded system has some component of analog in it. Um, but it, it doesn't have the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, the mojo that digital design has. I know that you know, even if, if you want to be an analog designer in school, you have to take electives. It's not even part of the mainstream program anymore. Um, why is that? Why is, is, is analog not, you know, this exciting thing that it used to be? Oh, that, that's a great question. And, you know, I, there are a number of good uh, historical quotes we could apply to this. But my suspicion is I like to think that in the analog world we speak softly and carry a big stick. Um, but I think <laughs> the truth of it is we just don't have as good PR as the digital guys. If, if you think about it, Every year or two, they come out with some new, smaller process node, and I'm not quite sure how many nanometers they're down to now, but it won't be long before they're, you know, I, I can remember the days of submicron. I guess I am uh, I'm revealing my age by saying that. But I'm waiting for sub-nanometer to come around. And uh, the fact of the matter is, in the analog world, the bulk of the chips are still done at 180 nanometers. That's a whole lot bigger than the leading-edge uh, digital nodes. And, you know, the average, you know, young engineer coming into the career is going to hear 180 nanometers. That's old school. That's like before I was born. And uh, we, we've got to do but something. But you're saying, though, that we're more exciting. You're saying we're still innovating as much in analog as ever, but we're just not telling the world about it? I, it, it does seem that we could, we could be paying the PR department a little more than we do. Okay, well, I will let your PR representatives know that, that they have a, uh, <laughs> a raise coming pretty soon. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where specifically in, in analog um, are these innovations taking place? Well, that's a great question. I, I have a couple of good examples that I can cite. And my favorite one is a, a product family that Maxim has actually been you know, really innovating in for a while now. We call it Gigabit Serial, I'm sorry, Gigabit Multimedia Serial Link, GMSL. And at its, at its top level, it's just a high-speed data transceiver. And that sounds very digital. I mean, it takes in you know, digital signals and transmits them over a piece of wire and then receives them at the other end and returns them back to their digital form. And it, again, it all sounds very digital, except there's one big piece of analog right in the middle, and that's the wire. And that wire does awful things to the signals when you're moving at gigabit speeds. And it takes a whole lot of analog to get that signal put onto the wire in the first place, and then get it back off again in a form that the rest of the digital circuit can recognize. And that is very innovative. It's moving as fast as analog has ever moved. 
Um, all the techniques we do to make sure those circuits stay in control and make sure that the receiver at the far end can pick off the little bits of data out of all the distortion and noise that come across the wire is very much an analog problem to solve. Okay. Now, I said at the beginning that every embedded system has analog and something that we have to have. But is that actually true? Are we able to emulate with digital what, what we think really needs analog? Or will we have analog forever, or at least in our lifetimes? So in, I'll, let's go with at least in our lifetimes. Um, there, if we leave out the case of power, which is never going to go away, I still claim that there will always be analog in these integrated system-on-a-chip kind of solutions because something has to rent, make the clock run, and the clock is an analog function. Something has to bias the thing up in the first place, and that's an analog function. Something has to do the level translation and the, you know, the control of the temperature, and you know, if it's any kind of power control, has to measure and limit the current. All of these are analog functions, and they're never going away. Even, I mean, even the lowly TTL logic chips from back in the day, you know, they, if you look at their block diagram, they look like you know, elementary shapes with little bubbles at the output, but they all had analog circuits as well to bias them up and make them go. Now, the example I always used to give was audio, but, but that's not a fair example anymore because we are seeing digital audio. You know, interestingly enough, even you know, the you know, audio has gone digital and it, it uses class D for the amplification now. But even that is an analog function. It, in effect, class D amplifiers are just switching power supplies with audio fed in as the control signal. And a switching power supply is very much an analog function. It, uh, you have to turn a big power MOSFET on, and then you have to turn it off again, and you have to make sure nothing bad happens in the middle. And all of these are analog functions. Okay, so I can tell my analog design engineer buddies that they're safe for at least the uh, foreseeable future. Absolutely. Honestly, as you know, returning back to how we started, I would say the one thing we're missing is tuning our own horn. We could do a little more trumpeting of the fact that that stuff we're making is still analog. Okay. Well, I'll do my best to make that happen. All right. We're counting on you here. Very good. Well, thank you, Dave. That was Dave Dwelly. He is the Vice President and CTO of Maxim, and I am Rich Nass with Open Systems Media. Have a great day, Dave. Thanks very much, Rich. It's a pleasure to talk to you.